0: Oh my god. Good next week, everybody. Thank next week, new week. Yep. New week of silver pills, new dose of silver pills. Mm-hmm. All right. New expanding your mind. Yes. Maybe are good at that. Hopefully, or at least just providing <laughs> entertainment. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. At least hopefully providing entertainment, maybe give you a chuckle, maybe give you something to think about. Maybe, maybe. strengthen your faith. Yep. That's true. Maybe put us on just because it annoys someone yeah. else and, and maybe you, like you need to annoy more, them. Yeah, you need like white noise
1: in the <laughs> background to like drive your mother-in-law insane as she's visiting or something. So you're like, oh man, right. I got just the podcast for you. <laughs> Anyways. Hello, everyone. Welcome back.
0: Yeah. Thanks please. for tuning
1: in. Yes. Yes. And please mm-hmm. remember to continue to tune in. Yep. Yeah. Leave five stars. Share us with friends, family, social media, mother-in-laws, dogs. Yeah, yes. Maybe pet dogs. Kangaroos. That would be cool. I would love a pet. No, actually, I wouldn't. No, those things are
0: scary. I know. I'd lose a boxing match so fast. <laughs> right. Do you ever see them when they flex all out and look like a I know, bottle? man. Oh my it's gosh. Creepy. Right. Anyway. So,
1: yeah, don't play us for your pet kangaroos. We don't want anyone getting <laughs> hurt. <laughs>
0: Getting, getting uh, kicked. Yeah. <laughs> thanks a lot guys i played you <laughs> took your advice now i have a black eye <laughs> we lose all our australian listeners yeah, to all two of them and then we get <laughs> sued
1: <laughs> yeah. uh, oh man where were we oh remember. we have a Fenmo if you want to leave us pocket change um Silverpilled at gmail.com if you want to share some yep. experiences with us, or if you want to just keep in touch with us and whatever goofy, crazy, strange stuff we post on social media, we have an Instagram, find us, Silverpilled Yep. Otherwise, we're just a few button clicks away, and uh, we'd love to hear from you. If you have prayer Definitely. requests, please let us know. We do care. And we do believe in the power of prayer, which is
0: kind of part of the topic tonight oh really yeah so look at that lead in okay that's pretty good we're getting professional at this Well, you are no by no means (laughs) um i thought it'd be
1: really cool to do an episode on encouraging supernatural things we're always saying all the time the bible is the most supernatural book there is Mm -hmm. And then all we do is talk about dark, disturbing, depressing, demonic, (laughs) right? Right. Like, I think, uh, especially with what's going on in the world, that maybe our listeners could use some encouragement. And maybe we can open up this supernatural book that we have a lot of faith in and look at some of the amazing supernatural things that God, our creator, does for his people. Not just In the Bible, but even currently. Yes. In current. today's dark world, I think encouragement is necessary. So mm-hmm. I thought that this episode might come at a at a good time right now. Sounds um, good. I've been ta- playing with the idea of doing something like this. Um, but again, with everything going on in the world, which I don't really want to go into because, you know, there's a lot of arguing about what's going on in Israel right now if it's end times or or pre-trib whatever you know post-trib I don't I don't know all that um, theological yeah. stuff. You know what I know is that either way you know why not make today the day to get right with God with Jesus yeah. regardless of whether he returns. I mean how amazing would that be if we are actually living to see biblical prophecy being fulfilled and if we're not and it's just another war that we've seen time and time again you know rumors of wars mm-hmm. then um you know we still know that there's no time like the present to get to know you know the the man that died for you the man that offers you everything so buckle up cuz this is going to be a fun episode all right i'm looking forward to it all righty so we know biblically that god works for his people we see it time and time again um, with protection, with angels, with healing. Mm-hmm. So I thought it would be fun to to kind of do an episode based on that stuff. Okay. So the first part I was going to dive into was just his protection for people. You know, in the Bible, we we see that in like stories, like you know, Radshak, Meshach, and Abednego, when yep. um, they refused to bow to the false to the the Shadrach. What did I say? Radshack, Radshack, Shadrack, yes. Meshack, hashtag. <laughs> it's not another Man-
0: <laughs> not <laughs> another Mandela effect, is it? No, it's just motor mouth. <laughs> it's just, just, just Harrison. Shad, Meshach. Meshack, Abednego. There you, go. there you go. Okay, and these this story comes
1: from Daniel, right? Nebuchadnezzar is the king at the time. And he erects this false idol that he's making everyone bow down to. And these three young men, Shadrach, Meshach, and Bendigo, I'm going to say that a hundred times now, <laughs> um, refused to bow down to the idol. They stood in their faith to God. And so uh, Nebuchadnezzar ordered this furnace that they used to be turned seven times hotter than normal temperatures in order to essentially cook these three young men alive for their mm-hmm. disobedience to bowing down to a false idol. Um, and they're still refused to do it. So, you know, they threw these, these three boys in the fire. This, and, you know, the King Nebuchadnezzar says, okay, go take a peek, see what's going on in there. And the guard goes over and he says, wait, how many guys do we throw in there? The king reminds him, you know, it's was just three young men. He goes, well, you know, there's four in there. There's four people in the fire. And so, they open up the doors. He, Nebuchadnezzar realizes what he's done, um pulls the boys out, and they're not even singed. I mean right they're they're not even smoking, you know they're mm-hmm. the clothes aren't even warm, right, exactly. So you know that that was and you know, people speculate was that Jesus was that an angel. It doesn't matter. it was God's protection, right he right. was he was faithful to his people who were faithful to him. so I just I think I love that story. You know, and I I know people. It's it's a well known Bible story. Yeah, okay. you know, maybe some of our listeners have never heard it, but I just I love that story. Um, we also see examples of it again in Daniel of when Daniel refused to, I think it was stop praying to God. They some um prophets tricked the king. I don't think it was Nebuchadnezzar. It's been a while since I've read this. I didn't even take notes on this. I'm going off of memory. uh oh, boy, um, they tricked the king to issue a warrant for anyone caught praying to Yahweh and the king not thinking did it and then that night they ran to Daniel's house because they knew that he would be praying to Yahweh so they could cold bust him and get him to thrown into the lion's den to be eaten and of course the king was like oh man I didn't realize what I'd done I love Daniel but I'm sorry this is a decree that Mm -hmm. I signed I pray that Yahweh stands with you They threw him in this pit with a bunch of hungry man-eating lions, placed a stone over it, and then came back in the morning. And sure enough, the mouths of the lions had been closed, and Daniel's just hanging out with them. No harm ever came to him. You know, the king. And then the king turns around to the people that tricked him into signing the decree and has them thrown in, and instantly they're mauled to death, you know? Right, yeah. So again, God's protection, I think... You know, an angel closed the mouths of those lions to to protect Daniel, one of God's people. So there's some other neater ones that aren't really spoken about too much of God's protection, you know, outside of the Bible. And one I just heard, I don't know if you've ever heard this story, Lowell, was um, St. Polycarp. You ever heard this story? This is really a neat one. So he was a bishop or a saint, you know, in 160 AD, so 160 years after the death of Jesus Christ. Mm -hmm. And um, he was in Smyrna, which I'm not sure exactly where that is, but I know it's the Roman Empire was still heavily conquering areas and doing what they did during, you know, Christ's time, making life pretty much miserable for those people. Mm -hmm. Well, of course, they found Polycarp, this bishop, and asked him to renounce his faith to Yahweh. He refused, so they took him to a gladiator ring. Okay. And they were going to publicly execute him in this huge stadium. So they set this guy, Polycarp, up on, you know, a big kind of wooden altar to burn him alive. And they lit this fire, and the flame blazed furiously, but... The fire shaped itself into the form of an arch, almost mm. like the sail of a ship
0: oh, okay. when it's filled
1: with air, you know, how it like arches yeah. over. And then it formed a circle around the body of Polycarp. And inside it, it looked like flesh that is burnt. It did not look like flesh that is burnt, but like bread that is baked. Or Hmm. gold and silver glowing in a furnace, and the whole auditorium then smelled sweet aromas like baked goods or frankincense and precious spices. But the fire never consumed Polycarp. So this huge like whirlwind fire goes around his body, arches over him, and they can smell baking bread and precious spices. And he's just in there tied. Yeah. And so this, and the neat thing about this was this. Is written from testimony reports at the time. Oh wow. Okay. These were people that were like, Yeah, I was there. I saw this happen to this guy. Hmm. So then they realized that this wasn't gonna work, right? Right. So they the executioner commanded them to, to stab him with a knife, to execute him with a dagger. And when they did this, they cut him in the side almost like Christ, but a dove flew out of his wound. What? And people say this could be transcription error, but this was again testimony that they saw okay. a dove come out of it, and a great quantity of blood flowed that extinguished all the fire or- that was still remaining oh, around Polycarp, and the crowd was amazed at what happened. But at this point, Polycarp had died after the stabbing. Oh, wound. okay. But wow! So all that to be said that he was offered protection. And yes, he was killed, you know, Mm -hmm. killed for his faith. And that does happen. I'm not going to lie and say that that doesn't happen to God's people. There's plenty of times when, Mm -hmm. you know, the protection wasn't there, but what happened there though, was a stadium of people saw the power of God through the defiance of one man. Yeah. Right. Even though in the end he died, how many people do you think at this, after that, witnessing that went on to look for christ uh-huh. so god's glory still shown in a dark a dark time but what a sight that would have been no to kidding.
0: see!
1: so that was one i'd never heard of that
0: i've been dying to to talk to you about okay. to tell you that story um, i just think it's the baking bread thing is really hey yeah i mean what does that mean huh. i don't know i really don't know that or somebody left their their bread in the, the fireplace too long and yeah. like, oh wait
1: don't don't the take that bake out of oven <laughs>
0: right. maybe it was like hot pretzels they're like get your pretzels oh, here right. <laughs> no, no don't burn my cart don't <laughs> burn <Yeah>. my cart <laughs> that's <It's> terrible
1: oh <laughs> uh, okay so then i i did this like big deep dive into this stuff because i was like man these are such neat stories i wonder I mean, I'm sure it still goes on. It's just not talked about too much. Mm -hmm. So I took to the Internet and I started to look up just anything. And there are some really good ones out there. Um, I just kind of handpicked some that I thought were really neat testimonies, modern day testimonies of God working in miraculous ways to protect his people. Yeah. So this is a testimony I found. And I'm going to read it verbatim. So it says several years ago, missionary Frank Johnson and his wife were traveling with their son through a country in southern Asia. A heavy spirit of oppression permeated the area and the people of that area are Hindus and they believe in the worship of millions of different gods. They're always doing things to make their gods happy. Okay, yada, yada, yada the spirit of oppression becomes more noticeable near the temples of the various gods. And I've actually heard that before from missionaries that you can feel a heaviness as you go to like, um, these Buddhist temples or these, uh, well, I guess they're not the same thing, but, but temples of these little G gods where they do Mm -hmm. a lot of altar worship and sacrifice that there's like a, a denseness to that area. So I thought that was interesting. Um, on a, one particular day, the Johnsons were driving their uh, Jeep Wagoneer by, with their missionary friends, and it was a bit larger than most cars in that area. In that area, the roads are narrow, so when two vehicles met, one had to pull onto the shoulder of the road to let the other vehicle pass. Most bridges are even narrower than the paved roads. If two vehicles approached from opposite ends of a bridge one vehicle would have to give up the right-of-way and allow the other vehicle to pass before they could cross the bridge. So I'm sure that paints a pretty good Mm -hmm. picture for everyone. I mean, I'm sure we've all been in one of those situations. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So the Johnsons approached a narrow bridge, and Frank, who was driving, looked carefully to see if there were any other vehicles approaching the bridge from the other side. Because his Jeep was so wide, right? he, Mm -hmm. He had to make absolute sure. So he didn't see any other vehicles, and he started to drive onto the bridge. As the Johnsons neared the middle of the bridge, they saw a car racing towards them from the other side, and men had their heads hanging out the windows and were shouting angrily. They appeared to be drunk, but everyone knew that a head-on collision seemed inevitable. The car was approaching rapidly, and there was no room to pass. There was nothing the Johnsons could do, and there was nowhere to go. The only thing they could do was pray. At the same instant, Frank and his wife both cried, Jesus, help us. They closed their eyes and braced themselves for the impact of the speeding vehicle. But that at that instant, the Johnsons opened their eyes and immediately found themselves parked at the other end of the bridge. Oh, wow. For some moments, they sat still pale and trembling, but praising God. They don't know how, but they were all safe and unharmed. The other vehicle was gone, and the Johnson's Jeep didn't have a scratch on it. Whoa, like completely gone. Completely gone, and they were completely moved from the middle of this bridge to the other side parked.
0: Wow. Within
1: the closing of their eyes... Racing mm-hmm. for impact. Nothing happens. They open their eyes to see how close the car is. And there they are within a split second. That's really cool. That's Almost sounds like
0: a mm-hmm. time slip or missing time. Mm-hmm. Missing time. Put in a good missing time. Right. But how right. often do you think that happens? I don't know. I mean... Well, we don't even know what happens during missing time. Well, obviously, that's why it's missing time. But, I mean, a lot of people say it's UFOs or abductions or something. But what if it's not? Right. What happens if it's... What if you didn't know that there was
1: danger approaching, Mm -hmm. and God intervened, and all you remember is I was here in this area 20 minutes ago, but now it's 20 minutes later, and I'm 50 miles ahead. Yeah. That doesn't make any sense. Well, what happens if... Something unbeknownst to you was going to essentially kill you or do
0: extreme harm to you, right. and God intervened without you even knowing it. Mm-hmm. Well, didn't we speculate that with um, when we talked about the uh, the driver of the old car? Oh, AJ's angel, yeah,
1: yeah, 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 that maybe because he was in just it seemed like AJ was just in the right place at the right time mm-hmm. when that gentleman asked for help out of place. He led the gentleman to, what was it? A post office, right. Or something like that. Yes. And looks in his river mirror and the guy's completely gone. Like miraculously, no way he could have gone nowhere. He could have gone and he's just gone. And so as we talked to him, we speculated, well, you know, maybe as you were approaching that, that Walgreens, I think he said, maybe something was going to happen in there and God Mm -hmm. needed to get you out of that situation. You know, again, we don't know when we're entertaining angels. Sometimes that guy Mm -hmm. could have been an angel that just looked kind of like us. He knew that AJ was going to help a kind old man that Mm -hmm. seemed out of place and he needed to get him out of there. And as soon as he was far enough away, Mm -hmm. you know, we talk about this like butterfly effect sometimes, you know, maybe God, because we know God plays like 3D chess. Right. Maybe nothing really bad would have happened to AJ, but the result of him going into that Walgreens essentially could have caused something bad to happen.
0: Mm-hmm. So or as just, a go ahead, just just maybe played into the plan of the enemy or something like that. Right. You know, just the butterfly effect and God's like, nope, I'll just move this piece here and. Destroy all that with, exactly. a, you know, you something know, very basic. If he goes in here, then this is going to happen, which will trigger this, which will result in this,
1: which five years down the road will cause this to happen. But I'm right. not going to allow that to happen. So I'm just going to get him out of there real quick by sending mm-hmm. an angel or whatever it was, yeah. a time a time slip, some anomaly, I right. don't know how God works to real quick distract him, get him five minutes out of there. Okay. Mm-hmm. Solve that problem 10 years from now. Right. Exactly. You know what I mean? I mean, mm-hmm. that's just how amazing it is when you really think about the mind of God,
0: if that is true. Again, this is speculation. This is speculation. Yes. This is just how I like to think how it works. Again, this is all speculation. I don't have anything to back this up. But I think there's a like a a, a chess match going on mm-hmm. between God and the enemy. And the enemy lays out plans for an attack, and God's like, "Oh nope, that won't work. I'll just counter it with this." Right, you know, I don't, and then he lays I don't out think another. The devil can see into the future. No, well, yeah, no, I don't think he he can see into the future either, like God um, can. Right, and again, I don't know if God. I think God can look at every, and this again speculation. Yes, um, I think we I think we
1: covered this on that so microdose. Yeah. Everything we say is speculation. Do not take our opinions on these subjects as gospel truth. Mm-hmm. Take it to the Lord in prayer. Um,
0: this is just us spitballing here, right? Yes. So I don't think anything's planned out, but what I do think is God knows every outcome to every situation that is happening at this time.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So whether I go outside and trip over the sidewalk, or whether I walk straight to my vehicle and drive away. Um, God knows what that will affect, you know, ten years ten from years. From now. right. So right. he can see that. So he understands and he's just kind of watching everything go on. Um and I almost imagine God in like
1: one of those high class like futuristic war rooms, you know, where they have like the globe um, Mm -hmm. hologram in the center and all the screens around him, you know, with like monitors. And I see him, okay, you know, here's Harrison 20 years in the future, you know, oh, he's Mm going to make this decision, you know, then God like scans over real quick. Okay, well, if we make him, you know, not do this today, right to keep him from doing this today by you know giving him the stomach bug so he doesn't go to work i don't know i'm just mm-hmm. then you know that'll solve that problem 20 years from
0: now and i almost imagine like a war room tactics mm-hmm. you know what i mean right right i kind of see it as like the enemy has all is like making this huge elaborate plan that depends on like a 100 different things And God's like, well, I'll just make this butterfly flap just a little bit closer to this person right here and destroy, you know, a decade-long plan. And now Harrison has allergies. I mean, that's not the worst that could have happened to him, though. (laughs) Right, right. So that's how I see it. And again, not nothing biblically based, just how I like to think about it. But we know that God works on different levels
1: you know that mm-hmm. our minds can't comprehend and i think even dark waters made the statement which i'd love to have him on and talk about was he made he said that i have that when we pray god's working on that prayer already in the future you know or, or mm-hmm. something to that effect that like your prayer is already heard and answered in the future for god right right and i thought that was really like wow that's that's kind of an interest because we're always looking for the quick fix
0: right the here and mm -hmm. now right but as as you pray and as you you know ask for something whether it be guidance or or help with a situation god's already got that planned out Mm -hmm. you know so anyway yeah little side rabbit rabbit trail there it's okay hey yeah This is good rabbit trails. I mean, right.
1: So, so all those stories that I just told were like testimonies of protection, right? There's really nothing physical seen, but there, besides Polycarp, but I mean, like, there's no physical entity out there holding back a boulder from crashing into someone. You know what I mean? Angels lifting up a car so you don't crash.
0: Just holding. go ahead oh, good. what no i'm just gonna be a smart Alex. so go uh, ahead not you lowell not i have a tough time believing that <laughs> so i wanted
1: some more stories about angels specifically so the bible story that i was thinking about was like um Alicia. Elisha. elisha 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 not elijah elisha 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 the you one know, who was after... taken up on a chariot no that was elijah elisha robe. was the one that received his robe as he was taken up in the chariot, kind of like the passing of the torch. Okay, go ahead. Anyways, (laughs) so at one point, I'll just recap the story. They're at war, right? And I forget what army is coming towards Elisha and his camp. And the people in his camp are freaking out. Look at this army coming. They're going to destroy us. They're going to take us all out. And Elisha's like, what are you talking about? Don't you see the army behind us? And they're like, what are you talking about? It's just us in this camp. And so right then and there, Elisha starts praying, God, open their eyes so that they can see the army. And instantly, everyone in his camp, their eyes were opened in a spiritual way. And they looked behind him and the whole mountainside behind him was covered with angels. Mm. And the army obviously backed off. Yeah. You know, they didn't win. But here we see an example where Elisha, obviously, either he knew because he knew God and he Mm -hmm. because he was a prophet or he could see that right and so that just goes to show that in the invisible world this spiritual world we hear about in the bible and in our lives there are angels actively defending us and taking care Mm -hmm. of us it it's biblical that we have guardian angels it is biblical that they are here on earth it is biblical that god puts angels in charge of taking care of his people and watching over us. That's just, you know, we hear all the angel stories in the Bible as messengers. Well, that's one instance where we see an army of them about to go up against another, a physical army. So I think it would be cool if that panned out, like what that war would have looked like, but, you know, it was more of like an intimidation factor. So I wanted stories like that. So I did find some actually. Okay. I thought were really cool. So this one, again, is one of those um, testimonies that I found. So I'll read it fairly f- verbatim. Um, these came from the thenewway.org. If anyone wants to go, there's the, like, little line, new. No. little Not underscore, but the line that's. The, the dash? Yeah, I guess. No, I'm, yeah, dash. The dash new dash way dot org. So there's a lot of neat testimonies on okay. there. Okay. So this happened in 1956 in East Africa. Uh, it was during the Mau Mau, M-A-U-M-A-U uprisings in East Africa. Anyways, okay. um, this story is told by veteran missionary Morris Plotz. So a band of roving Mau Mau's came to the village of Lori and they surrounded it and they killed every inhabitant, including women and children, which resulted in being 300 people. Not more than three miles away was the Rift Valley Academy, a private boarding school where children were being educated while their missionary parents worked elsewhere. Immediately upon leaving the carnage at Lori, the Mau Mau's came with spears, clubs, torches, bows, and arrows to that school bent on destruction and bloodthirsty. The children in the school were obviously afraid because word had already reached them about what had happened at Lori and there was no place for anyone in this school to flee to so the only thing they could do was pray so out in the night lighted torches were seen coming towards the school soon there was a complete ring of these terrorists around the school cutting off the avenues of escape they were shouting and curses could be heard coming from them Then they began to advance on the school, tightening the circle, shouting louder, and coming closer. Suddenly, when they were close enough to throw a spear, they stopped. They began to retreat, and soon they were running into the jungle. A call had gone out to the authorities, and an army had been sent in the direction of the school to rescue all those that inhabited it. But by the time the army had arrived, the would-be terrorist assassins had dispersed completely. The army spread out in search of them and captured the entire band of raiding Mau Mau's.
0: Hmm.
1: Later, before the judge at their trial, the Mau Mau leader was called to the witness stand. The judge asked him, on this night, did you kill the inhabitants of Lori? To which the leader of the terrorist organization replied, yes. The judge asked, was it your intent to do the same at the Rift Academy? He replied, yes. Well then, asked the judge, why did you not complete that mission? Why didn't you attack the school? To which the leader replied, and he had never read the Bible and never heard the gospel. We were on our way to attack and destroy all the people and children at that school. But as we came closer, all of a sudden between us and the school, there were many huge men dressed in white with flaming swords. We became so afraid the only thing we could do was run and hide.
0: Wow. Wow, giants with lightsabers. Yeah, there you go again. <laughs> How cool is that? That's interesting. I mean, just I mean, it's just cool to begin with, right? Mm-hmm. That all of a sudden. But the other thing that interests me is that they're described as giants.
1: Mhm. Giant
0: you know what men I mean?
1: in white robes with mm-hmm. flaming swords. Right, it reminds me again of Dark Waters. Remember, he had that one eyewitness say that they saw a giant man Mm -hmm. in white robes with a flaming sword walking down the road. Right. Now. I wonder what's with the flaming sword. Well, look at the angel that guarded the garden. That's the Mm -hmm. only time I really, I don't even remember if that was referenced in the Elisha story I
0: brought up before, but. Hmm. yeah i've just heard it before i'm just curious mm-hmm. like do, do you actually see a sword with like fire on it or is it i would assume fire in the shape of a sword or is it more like i would assume that it was a flaming wow. sword i don't i don't know it's just interesting it's just right just little so, Yeah, yeah mm-hmm. i thought that was a pretty cool one yeah that is cool um another one
1: that i had heard and i'm um hang on I have a screenshot of it so I could stay so I could tell it better. Cause if I just do it off the top of my head, it won't be that as good.
0: Well, you're supposed to do it from your brain. Wait, I, mean, I don't even have a screenshot of it. I really soiled that one up. All right, guys. Well, that was the episode. We'll see you all later. Um,
1: well, this is a story of I can tell it off the top of my head, it'll be fine. It's the story of um Patton. I don't remember his first name, but he was a missionary. Yeah. And I don't remember where this took place. But um I think it it was some tribe, a cannibalistic tribe, so it had to have been somewhere in like the rainforest. So he and his wife were somewhere in the rainforest doing missionary work to tribes that had never heard the gospel. And um at one point in the middle of the night, this huge huge tribe of cannibals were coming towards their house to kill them, you know, kill them mm-hmm. and eat them and um he and his wife became super afraid. So again, they bent down and prayed all night. They prayed and prayed and prayed all night. And then when morning broke, they obviously came out and they were gone. Everyone was gone. Um, Nothing was wrong with their hut. Everything was normal. Okay. So years and years down the road, everything goes by. They, they just thank God. And the leader of that tribe comes to know Christ. And by chance he meets Mr. Patton, this missionary out there. And as they get to talking, he realizes that he was the leader of this cannibalistic tribe that was hell bent on killing him and his wife that night. And he said, Hey, I have to ask you, why didn't you? And he said, what do you mean? You had people there. You had guards. And he said, what are you talking about? It was just me and my wife. He said, no, as we approached, we saw men in white with flaming swords surrounding your cabin. And we couldn't approach it. We ran away in fear wow so i mean what are the odds of two stories
0: like that Mm -hmm. maybe three i'm sure there's plenty more yeah no kidding that's really cool but again there's this
1: spiritual world that every once in a while god lets us see into and i mean right now more times than not it seems to be the bad guys get to see it right then so much the good guys but that's that's the kind of God we serve, right? That right. that sends this stuff to surround us at all times. We just have to believe that, you know, that though the times might be getting tough, we have, God loves us that much to send these giants with flaming swords to surround our homes and our children. Mm-hmm. And while their kids are at school, they're there, you know? And yeah. I, I just think that is so flipping cool to think yeah. about. Oh yeah. That's awesome. Um. And then I wanted to go on into healings. Okay. Because that's another thing that I've I've personally witnessed. Um, and I think that, you know, I've I've heard it before. Well, you know, that stuff, healings and stuff are, are dead after Jesus went to heaven or, mm-hmm. you know, after the disciples died. But I don't believe that at all. I mean, we've had Vince on telling testimonies of it. But um, I wanted to share some personal ones that I have heard personally and also some personal ones to me and to us. There's one. Um, I've heard several really good healing testimonies through our church. Okay. Uh, so one that really stuck out to me was a story of they're having like a rally and this wasn't our church that it happened at, but people at our church attended this rally. And there was a young lady there that was, that had struggled most of her life with depression and suicide. And as a result of that, um, she had self harm scars up and down her arms, right. From from cutting and self mutilation. But um, she heard the gospel that night at the rally for the first time And she did the altar call. She accepted Christ into her life. And as she did that, people around her were praying over her. And they noticed that every single scar on her arm was healed and disappeared. Completely gone. I've heard stories like that on more than one occasion from a church I actually listened to online in my Mm -hmm. free time. I had a similar story of seeing self-harm scars be completely healed by in the mighty name of Jesus as people come to know him. And I think that is
0: just amazing. That is, that's really, really amazing. Um,
1: and I've told these stories before, but I figured I'd tell them again in case people missed the episodes that I kind of sprinkled them in. But um, my wife who has had severe tooth pain, like always issues with her teeth, you know, mm-hmm. um, root canal after root canal. Well, the first time, I don't know if I ever told this story the first time that I've personally witnessed healing. Um, She was having really horrible tooth pain. I think it was when my oldest was a baby. If not a baby, then my wife was pregnant with her. Anyways, and uh, it was late one night at our old house in Colorado. And it was the weekend. I remember specifically because she was going through this horrible, horrible tooth pain to the point where she couldn't take her hand off her cheek. And she was in tears. Like it hurt to breathe. It was just... And she'd been down this road before and we knew like you gotta get to the dent emergency dentist, get a root canal done because that's what's going oh. on. It's it's something in your teeth hitting the nerves. But of course, really late at night weekend, and I and either we had a baby or she was pregnant, so our options okay. were extremely limited at that point. Like we couldn't go to the ER
0: because yeah. they're
1: not gonna they're gonna give her medication, which everything she took, nothing was working. Like oh, wow. it wouldn't, and you've got to be careful with what you take because either mm-hmm. she was breastfeeding or she had a baby. So right um so like our options were extremely limited. So I was like, well, you know, and I was really young in the faith, like really young. And I was like, well, let's try this whole praying for healing thing in Jesus name and so I I was praying for her for I don't know, maybe an hour. Like mm-hmm. it didn't happen right away, but I remember you know, I was kind of getting tired. Okay. And I, I just kind of took a break from praying over her asking Jesus to heal her and to rid her of the pain. And she looks up at me and she goes, it's gone. The pain is completely gone. Oh, wow. And it never came back until she was able to go to the dent, a scheduled dentist appointment, not even an emergency visit. The pain never came back and she got it fixed, but this was a pain that nothing was taking care of it yeah you know and so that was a personal story that i've witnessed you know and it wasn't me that healed her it was jesus you know in the name of jesus she was healed now that happened to her again more recently here in pennsylvania when again she had this horrible miserable tooth pain that she couldn't do anything about it and our four-year-old saw her in pain i mean i think this was just this year if not late last year anyways and instantly she saw mommy crying in pain and she asked Jesus to heal her In the innocence of a four-year-old and instantly as she did it the pain went wow. away wow you know so again yeah. we've my wife bless her has witnessed this twice but you know we see the power of Jesus we always talk about well Jesus name casts out demons and yada 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 which is great But do we ever talk about how Jesus heals us, how Jesus takes, you know, provides Mm -hmm. us with healing? So I just thought that those were really, you know, those were close to my heart because I've not only been witness to it, but a part of it. Um, But here's a story for that you and I both know about, a real personal story for us. And I don't, I know you don't know where I'm going with this, but this is another miracle story of healing. I know as soon as I start talking about it, you'll remember, but, um, grandpa with COVID. Oh, Mm -hmm. I mean, that was, that is a miracle. Mm -hmm. Um, so our grandfather, you know, back when, when everything was going on with the virus and all that craziness and what our grandfather's in his eighties. I mean, the guy's tough as nails though. He still gets around. He still rides snowmobiles and goes sledding and babysits his great grandkids. You know what I mean? Like the guy, um, there's no stopping him, but this did COVID Mm -hmm. did. He got it so bad that um, it caused pneumonia in both of his lungs, a horrible infection. Um, Grandma had to rush him to the ICU and like instantly they put him on a respirator. Right. Uh, and I don't know if anyone knows about respirators, but you have to go under to be put on them. Okay. Um, I mean, my best friend is a respiratory therapist, and you have to be put out in order for them to put you on a respirator. And so he was out, you know, critical condition, horrible pneumonia in both of his lungs. And uh, the doctor, I remember this like it was yesterday, you know, with the doctor. Pretty much told grandma, like, get his affairs in order. I don't mm-hmm. think he's going to make it through the night.
0: Yeah, he's, I remember I'm, I'm that. pretty sure he told her he's not going to make yeah. it through the night. Yeah, we were we were already planning, like, plane tickets, stuff like that. And everyone you was. Know? You know, yeah. mom was
1: in tears. She called me at work because I don't get cell phone service at work. So they called me on the work phone. Mm-hmm. And she's like, hey, you know, tonight's probably going to be the night. So I rushed home to the family to kind of, you know, show support. But I took my phone off vibrate that night, just fully expecting to get that phone call. Like, Hey, yeah. But, uh, we never did get that phone call Mm -mm. and grandpa (laughs) made a full recovery. Yeah.
0: Well, like the next morning, the next morning, it was like, like Like overnight, come out of, come out of it, out of being Mm -hmm. put under.
1: And like the doctor was like, uh, what, Mm -hmm. you know? And, what's pretty cool about all that. And I mean, now he's, again, you can't stop him. He's back to normal. Like (laughs) I know the guy could probably outrun me, you know, (laughs) but I don't know if you knew this. I just, this happened just recently uh, this year. So that was years ago this Mm -hmm. year, our great uncle, one of grandpa's brothers shares the same doctor now didn't used to, Okay, but he was into that doctor's office, getting a checkup or whatever. And the doctor saw his last name and he goes, are you related to, you know, our grandpa? Yeah. He said, yeah, he's my brother. And the doctor almost broke down in tears and said, that man is my miracle patient. Wow. And so he was so, our great uncle was so like amazed at this that he called our grandpa. And so grandpa Mm -hmm. made a visit to that doctor later that week. And he said, that that doctor still talks about him he says you are my miracle patient there is no reason that you should be walking and alive and doing what you're doing you are a miracle yeah and that is just like that's such a neat story you know that, that we were told everyone was told and expecting hey this is it for grandpa like yeah he lived a good life you know and even even my best friend who's a respiratory therapist, when he found out about all of it, he said, man, at your grandpa's age, and with what he had, and then being put under to go on a respirator, no one comes out of that. He said no one and I work ER as a respiratory therapist, no one comes out of that. So he was blown away. Yeah. Um, But I remember man, like, that night, you know, I was just so distraught, because it was right after we moved out. I was just so like heartbroken, but I never stopped praying. You know, we could have Mm -hmm. given up hope. We could have been like, this is it. This is it. And I was like, no, man, I'm not. I just moved out here to be closer to family. I'm not giving up on this. I remember sneaking down into the basement so that the family wouldn't see me cry, you know, and um, I'd be down in the basement in tears just praying and praying and eventually it would lead to worship. I'd just be down here, you know, on my face, just bawling my eyes out worshiping god for his goodness and god heard all of that you know and grandpa was healed now i'm not saying that this happens all the time right and i but i do know that i i'm personally am witness to it happening right personally witness to healing and miracles and you know it says in isaiah 53 5 By his stripes, Jesus' stripes, we are healed. Not not we're going to be, but we are. You know, that's the reality of it, that what he did on the cross for us thousands of years ago meant healing for us now. And I don't want people to lose sight of that, to that hope. You know, when it seems hopeless, when the news is hopeless, when you're dealing with medical issues, Don't lose that hope and that truth, you know, because we didn't, I sure didn't when I was on the basement floor, crying my eyes out for my grandpa, you know, I never lost hope. I mean, I kind of came to terms with it, Mm -hmm. but I, I didn't lose hope that he could pull through. And I'm not saying like my prayers are the ones that made the difference. All of our prayers did. Right. Yeah. You know, we didn't heal him with our prayers. Jesus healed him because of our prayers. So, and because he loves us so i just you know i want everyone to know that there is a creator out there that loves you that sees you in your darkest moments that sees you in your pain and your suffering and he loves you and he wants you to be healed you know that's that's I his stripes we are healed you know i i read the other day that there are like 39 diseases for men for for humankind and everything off of that, like thirty nine main diseases, uh, right? Yeah. And everything off of that is like a sub disease to that primary disease. Well, there are thirty nine scars on Jesus from the whips. Oh, I don't know wow. if you knew that. Yeah, I Jesus didn't even, was whipped never... thirty nine times, and we mm-hmm. only know of thirty nine diseases that that are going okay. you know, to primarily affect humankind. So you tell me that's not a coincidence, right? So I just wanted to bring some encouragement and some good news and some, some supernatural stories Yeah, on the positive side of right. what a mighty God we serve. Right. A God yeah. that loves us. Now I want to encourage you, the listener, like if you don't know Jesus, like we do, if you don't know him, like, like that, if you, you know, you only know him from church and you're, you're raised religion and now you disown that and good for you. But you know, If you have any questions about making Jesus Lord of your life, please reach out to us because it is the best thing you can do. He loves you because he loves you because he loves you. Yeah. And no matter what you have done, I don't care what you've done in your past. You can find forgiveness and redemption through Jesus Christ, through what he did for you. He thought about you on that cross and he loves you. Yeah. So there's your good news. Jesus is always good news and the mighty works that he does for us i think are neat good news
0: oh yeah so what do you think lowell uh it's a lot more uh upbeat than a lot of stuff i usually present <laughs> right <laughs> hey i like the dark stuff too come on don't give me that right but right especially right. for our next recording i've got i think we have something pretty special planned yep. for uh A Halloween episode. Oh man, we're gonna try and outdo ourselves. And don't give me that whole
1: Christians, you know, versus Halloween. Like I get it, Halloween's an evil day. We don't personally celebrate Halloween, but no doesn't mean we can't say, Hey, we have an episode
0: coming out right after that (laughs) day that everyone celebrates, and we like spooky stuff. So let's just call it a Halloween episode. Right. And that's half price candy day in case anybody else. Oh, yeah.
1: See, that's that's the only that's... time of Halloween we celebrate is that <laughs> right. 50% off Halloween candy at Walmart. <laughs> yes. Um, but anyways, I don't know. I thought those were pretty neat stories. and more no, I was bizarre. thinking about them. I was like, healing stories. I've heard some really good testimonies on healing. Wait, we have some. Yeah. Like, Grandpa, I always forget about that. Mm-hmm. Just how amazing that was. So, I mean... If you, the listener, have any testimonies of I have no ex- other explanation besides God, or this is, you know, the healing that we saw in our family through prayer, through the blood of Jesus, please, please share those testimonies with us. We'd love to oh, get yeah. them out in the world to encourage people. Mm-hmm. This, the Bible is the most supernatural book there is in yes. more ways than one, outside of the darkness, outside of the, discouraging stuff and the battles and the spiritual warfare there is still an almighty ever victorious god that uh works in amazing ways for for the people that he loves and that's us that's all of us yeah so whether you accept it or not he still loves you and that's just the amazing
0: thing about grace so yeah anyways all right well very well said thank you I don't Thank really you. have anything to add to that. Good, because uh, there shouldn't... No, I'm just kidding. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, anyways, that is a uh, episode I got. Next one will probably be a lot more creepy, and you'll want mm-hmm. you'll want to uh, cuddle up in a blanket and, I don't know,
0: grab no a listen. bag of
1: half-priced Halloween candy. Yeah, because it'll probably be the day after Halloween. I think yeah. Halloween's on a Tuesday this year, isn't it? It is. That it means is, that it will yes. be the day after Tuesday. Okay, November 1st. The Wednesday. silver-pilled, always-late-to-the-party <laughs> Halloween special.
0: have <laughs> to release every special. A <laughs> day late. <laughs> <laughs> just saying we're always late to the party. <laughs> yeah. Oh, we are.
1: Except the Mandela effects that we talked about in the last mic. Yeah. Was... I haven't heard those yet. But, of course, yeah. by the time it comes out, everyone will have talked <laughs> about like, it. Everybody's like, yeah, this
0: is old news. <laughs>
1: oh, well. That's just in our, in our nature. So. Yeah. All right, y'all we love you hope you found encouragement through this um, if you yeah. want to make Jesus Lord of your life and you don't know how please reach out to us if I would love to share more about the gospel with anyone interested you can save all your hate about you know oh, Christians talking about Jesus again yeah don't even
0: bother sending me that email because I'll just get deleted I really don't care so and uh, reach out or you can reach out to I think Vince would be another yep, good Vince, yeah, we'll back reach out to,
1: to uh the Vince episodes I don't have them on to that in, but one was but he's the he's pretty busy though so if you you might have your back from him he's always I think he's back in you, Ukraine or Kenya again he's he's all yeah. over the place so there's a good chance you won't get a quick response from him but please do feel free to reach out to him as well or, or to us or um, I would even venture to say Bo at the Bump podcast I'm yes. sure if, um, if you have any questions about the gospel or about Jesus that he would be more than willing to mm-hmm. um, share not only testimony but Jesus with you guys as well so um, those are the people that I would recommend uh, I don't think that they would be bothered that I recommend them so yep. you can tell no, I, I sent you yes, definitely definitely let them tell, them know. Them, tell them what we'll send you in case they <laughs> right. are upset about it they're Right. but if, they, <laughs> if they're if they not upset and they
0: actually like that we sent you someone then you can tell them it was me <laughs> Then have them direct all their anger towards me and all their... Yeah, If it's praise, <laughs> say it was Harrison. If yes. it's anger, say it was Lovell. Right.
1: If it's indifference, then make up a different podcast name. Tell them what. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways. Uh, oh, right. We love you guys. Yeah. Stay strong. Fight the yeah. good fight. Be encouraged. Uh, help one another. Love one another. And if you have a spooky story you want to tell us let us know because maybe we'll add it in the Halloween special Uh, 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 uh,
0: (laughs) alright we love y'all have a great week (laughs) and silver fill the world